Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had taken his bodybuilding as far as he could. After winning a record seventh Mr. Olympia title, he retired. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. As a child, her ambition was to become a dancer. As good fortune would have it, she became a princess instead. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. This <laughs> just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press a button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. I saw a movie years ago, you probably did too, it was called Chariots of Fire. Remember that movie? I, I remember the movie, didn't it get a bunch of Oscars? Yeah, yeah. And I actually never saw it. And the music was by somebody named Vangelis. It was a big and movie, it, it, it was, was an big. epic movie. Oh it was, yeah, it was I based never... on a true story about the uh, these Olympians years ago. I never saw it and I because of that, because I already told you, sports, Olympics, But it wasn't no really interest. about sports. It wasn't. Should it, I watch it? Is it good? Uh, well, here's my point. When I saw the movie, and it had that music, you know, you've yes. heard... Yes. <laughs> slow motion running it. Okay. <clears throat> but I watched the film, and I was just knocked out. I saw it in a movie theater, and I, I just, oh my God, this is the greatest film I have ever seen. <laughs> I just, oh, my goodness <laughs> sakes. Oh, Oh, okay, okay. I just really, I just was gaga for it. Just watched it again recently. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, this is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. it it's rousing enough, I guess. But I thought this was the greatest movie I'd ever seen. Yeah. It just didn't hit me the same way, not even close. I've had that, that happen, and I can't think of any specific movies that come to mind. Um, but I have had that where I've gone back and read or or watched something that I thought that really spoke to me. And yeah. and do you think? And I wonder if it is. And I Midnight Cowboy was another movie. another one. I've gone back and watched that and went. Yeah. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. Like it, I still yeah. like it, but man, it did when that when I first saw it, I couldn't think of anything else for right. days. Do you think it's because we've we've been sort of fed this steady diet of of ever uh, more spectacular special effects and uh, you know when you you go back to these older movies and you some of them are very slow to get going, but that was the whole point of building. You know, building a story and building suspense. And now there's typically... I think we're getting a little bump. Is your knee hitting the table at all? Well, I'm not banging it against the table. It just takes nothing with this microphone. See, watch this. I'm just... You can hear that. Wow. So, yeah. Sorry. No, that's okay. I'll I just... Try I try not to I, breathe. couldn't... <laughs> <laughs> I could not figure out where it anyway, was coming from. Anyway, I think my point is is that we're getting, uh, we, we've got this diet of, of 
explosions and sin and computer generated you know images and all these amazing uh, special effects that now anything less than that we're sort of bored with yeah. quite frankly i think you're onto something there because and i think that's true of all uh, media stimulation that's in our lives, you lo- you watch old TV shows, right? And you th- you think, oh my God, the pace of this thing is so slow. <laughs> I know. It's ever get going. I know. And 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 that's where they used to do show. You could people had a conversation. Mm-hmm. Now it's got to be cut to this. Move here. Right. Go or crash s- through a window. Something yeah. has to blow up. Yeah. And or- if you don't if you don't keep me entertained. Uh, I'm going to go switch to something else because I don't need to stay here and watch this show unless I'm really entertained by it. Right. I don't want to hear a bunch of talking. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is true of porn films that I watch. Uh, I don't want to <laughs> listen to the discussion be- be- between the acts. You know, I just want them to go from one one scene of you know what to the next scene with no big speeches in between or. <laughs> conversations or glasses of wine just go go you go you know you're go. such a guy um but so so not that we really need to talk about this but if, while we're on the subject don't you think that amateur porn is is far superior to produced porn with all the pretty people in well it? don't I, you I, think amateur porn is a little more entertaining in that it is real well you're gonna think i'm a real buddy duddy but i don't even I've never even watched enough porn to give you a good answer to that. Enough is the key word here. You've watched some. I well, you can't miss it. <laughs> you know, we we think we we all focus on a Hollywood box office every week, and oh my God, can you believe that film? It made 121 million dollars in its first weekend. Hollywood's numbers are completely dwarfed by, by, the, by porn. the porn industry. Oh my gosh. Yeah, we have no yes. idea the kind of money, real oh, money know. that's made. I know. Yeah. I know, and I, I've, you know, gotten, there's been times when I've been wondering when my next house payment's coming, and don't get me wrong, but phone sex industry, you can be making boatloads of money. I, I get fear for the eye. You can be making boatloads of Are you of doing money. it now? No, but it, I, here's what's... Have you thought about it? Yes, this is what's so embarrassing, and I can't even believe I'm telling you this. Show me how you would do it. No. No, no, I, I. No, I'm not going to show you unless you have a credit card. Oh, no. But that's what I'm saying is you can be, you know, you can have zits all over your face. You can be in sweats and. I see, I see, I see, I, I. You know, dirty socks and your hair. Why are you looking at me? What I'm saying is, don't you think that. I don't know. It just seems like easy money. I, I guess I would have a hard time. My dog I, is I easy would, money for your dog. Hey, come on. I would. Uh-oh. Your dog is humping him like. Uh, well. He's a fifteen-dollar trawler. Well, he apparently doesn't tell her to quit, does he? Well, he's looking at me like, Dad, please help. <laughs> come on. At least give me a cigarette. I'm sorry. Sorry. No. 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 Yeah, it's it's tempting, isn't it? There the are money some... is so easy, and you are anonymous, and you... You can do it from home. You can do it from home, and, and it's easy. Uh, my, my, my. I mean, you know, you could make... You could make... This is what you, you just brought up. The porn industry is astonishing. The amount Well, is of that porn? Yeah, well, it's considered the sex industry. I know. Oh, ma, ma, ma. So you're combining movies and, and sex chat and, and 
on-screen, you know, videos and 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 books and toys. magazines and toys. Yeah. It it is. I'm thinking about making a jump. <laughs> it's good really? money. Yeah. Well, in it's a way, this podcast is kind of in that realm. Yeah, I suppose. From time to time. I suppose. Well, I mean, seriously, um, if we are ever serious. Why wouldn't you do that? I just, I don't, I I would just, I don't know. I feel, would feel funny about it. And then I also, because I start to think about people as human beings, and I would think about this poor guy. What led him to call this number? And, yeah. you know, is he lonely or is he just a sicko? Or not that he could ever find me, but I just, I want to know his backstory. You didn't think I could find you, did you? <laughs> Yes, I found you. I don't know. I just, uh, did you see that I actor Fred Willard uh, a couple, three weeks ago? Yes, uh, got, he got arrested for, what was it, indecent exposure? Or what did he do? Nah, he was in a in a, in a a porn theater. Yes. In the dark. Oh, he got for indecent uh, behavior. Something like that. He was, okay. I don't know whatever I he was doing. He do that. Well, so he was apparently uh, pleasuring himself in the movie in a theater. Porn Yes, yeah. and that's what... Wow. Which, of course, so, do they put signs up? Yes, welcome to our porn theater. But please do not act on any of your impulses in our theater. Even though that's probably why you're here. And it's on a big screen in your face over and over and over. What do they expect? And then they take intermission. What? Let's go out to the lobby. Let's go out to the lobby. Well, I noticed that you, you have the usual popcorn and soda pop here, but you have some other products. Here as well. I've never been to a conventional theater that sold KY jelly before. I'm just wondering uh, why I, I get arrested for that. I, it does, but okay. So there's that question. My other question is, what the hell is he doing in a public, nasty movie house? If he does, he not know about all this um, online stuff. Uh, Do you know that you can get porn free online now? You can. Yes, you can. Free? Mm-hmm. I'll show. I'll show you. Free porn. Yeah, and I'm not gonna tell anybody else. But I. Sh- and uh, here's the other thing: you gotta be very careful how you. you no, do- I'm not into it. So you don't need to tell me how to get. I didn't free say porn. you were into it, but you just. Well, said I'm not that even interested in it. You don't even want to know where the free porn is. No. What is wrong with you? Well, when I can go to a movie theater and see it, why would I want to <laughs> know? No, but you're, but you're right. I mean. Yeah, I get he should be in trouble, but who in the movie theater, if he was doing this activity, would he be offending? Because all all the people in the theater there... Kind of there for the same reasons. For the same reasons. Yeah, thank you for putting it that way. I don't know. I I remember the big, big trouble that Pee Wee Herman got into years ago. Same sort of thing. Uh, uh, But that became a much bigger deal, and it pretty much ran... Uh, Paul Rubens, the actor, out of the industry for a period of time. Right, he had because uh, he had a very tough time. He did coming back from that. It was scandalous, and, and it he, pretty much ended his his role as Pee Wee Herman because Pee Wee was, after all, supposed to be a children's show host. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, he but since then he has made a comeback and has even appeared as Pee Wee Herman again in a one man show. Uh, on uh, maybe Broadway or somewhere like that. I have it recorded actually at home somewhere. So are you saying that that you think? Because I, I saw this movie. So I don't think that it's going to hurt Fred Willard's career one bit. Yeah. And he kind of just he just sort of uh, shrugged and said, "Yeah, well, you know, what, what the heck." I, 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 I just things are changing so fast. Nobody. 
Today's scandal took, is yesterday is tomorrow's nothing. Okay, but do you think that's why he took that chance? Because my point is, Pee Wee Herman back then didn't have a choice. We didn't have the internet. He couldn't go home and take care of and do this by I himself. I think that's why there was so much sympathy ultimately for Pee Wee because he didn't have the opportunity to go to the internet. And now you're being, now you're mocking it. Well, I know, but they, but yeah, so that makes. My it, question is, why would Fred? So Fred Willard thought, eh, I don't care. I got the afternoon off. I'm gonna head in here. Well, maybe you know, maybe say, well, I can't do it here at home i mean you know so i'll, I'll head to the movie why can't you do it at home isn't that the safest place to well do maybe it? isn't his wife there maybe in the next room making cookies or something yeah but he could maybe send her out for a beer or something i don't know i don't you know, know i i can't answer the question i don't i can't relate to that but uh yeah the, well, the, it's just not it's just like nothing shocking anybody they're saying, hey, you're not going to believe this. Yes, I will. Try me. I'll, you tell me anything that has just happened, uh, and, and I'll believe it. Really? Readily. You do? What What would blow your mind? I don't know. Things shock me all the Af time. After 9-11, I, I said, "What? you shock me with anything else. There's, I, that there's that was a, so unbelievable. There's a difference between expecting something and being shocked by it. Yeah. I think there's lots of things that I read, and I'm like, I, I'm just, I, I'm not shocked or surprised by it. I, I guess I am shocked that it happened, but not surprised. Does that make sense? Yeah, Is I know. It, yeah. It's like, it's like, it's I, like I, I can't believe they actually did that. There's supposed to be like an old tale told by somebody. I can't remember about somebody like, I don't know, Benjamin Franklin. It doesn't matter who it is. Where um, somebody comes home to find that somebody is in bed with his wife, his uh -huh. best friend's wife. Right. And he says, oh, my gosh. I'm surprised, and he said, "No, no, you're act you are astonished. I'm the one that's surprised." In other words, that they're, they uh, don't mean the same it. thing. Exactly, yeah. exactly. One, you can't believe something; the other has has. So, when you say to me that you, you you are um, you're no you you've kind of gotten this sort of jaded attitude of yeah, well, nothing. It doesn't matter how bad and horrible it's going to be; it won't surprise me. Is is it like do you wake up every day and just? I mean, that seems like sort of a doomsday and a negative attitude of well, well nothing's going to surprise me now. Go ahead. Bring well, it I know on. It, it does sound pessimistic and and, it, and I guess it kind of is, but I get weary of it. You know, it, it's we got this TMZ and we got you know, all these entertainment shows. And it, it's all, everything's about how can you raise the bar, the titillation bar even higher day to day to day. Because people want to be more and more astonished shocked and amazed and, and shocked and uh, stunned by So are you, okay, may, maybe I'm misunderstanding. And it's are, not are, important. Most of the time, it's not important are you, stuff You're talking all. specifically about celebrity news and, well, and I the guess Fred I Willer thing. Okay, well that... That to, that is a whole wholly different thing than nine eleven or, well, or it, the Colorado shootings you would, or those types of things that shock people. Yeah, but I will tell you this. But wouldn't you say there's a preponderance of disproportionate interest in those trivial celebrity things uh, compared to legitimate yeah, news stories? I agree. That and really I'm, impact I'm, your life. I'm guilty of it too. I get sort of sort of sucked into some of these. Uh, Websites that that and so dish, do I. That so dish do I. on on celebrities and what they're up to, and I have to tell you this: the only thing that it does is 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 it makes me feel like, oh, they are just real people. They they really are real people, subject to. 
poor decision making. So when subject. you see Gary so, Busey, you think, oh, he's just a real person. He's just a real person. But but you a know, and I know person. I know the the Tom Cruise divorce thing that was that was the big shocker a month ago. Yeah, that kept me uh, that kept me but, awake for about five nights in a row. But it doesn't it bring home to you that he is probably one of the single most highest paid actors in the world, and even he's not immune to heartbreak. And, and shock and surprise and it just made me think oh yeah he's just a, he's just a guy with feelings like anybody else and maybe because he is all of those former things that makes the latter things more likely to occur does that make any sense no what are you saying you had it coming no no i'm not saying that i'm just saying when you got money and fame and everything seems to be going your way uh, it it, it the, uh, making a misstep uh, or having something uh, go asunder might be more likely to happen because of all those things that you have. In other words, you're more you're more prone to I don't temptation so. and all of that kind so. of stuff. I don't think so. I'm just saying, and he's just he's well, a Hollywood man, doesn't don't they pretty much he's demonstrate that? He's a man like that? anybody else. He 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 got blindsided by this. He didn't see it coming. And well, now, now wait a minute. How do you know what the real story because is? Because that's what the Inquirer said. No, I'm kidding. That that's apparently he really was blindsided by this. Well, what does that mean? He was blindsided. He didn't know it was coming. Well, maybe he didn't know it was coming, but he, if he was, unless he was really stupid, he must have seen the possibility of it Regardless, even if he did see it coming, it doesn't, he's still heartbroken. And and, and my point is, here's another example. When Princess died, you don't know that he's heartbroken. He might, his attitude might be, oh, thank God I got rid of her. That's true. I mean, we don't know. I can't imagine, though, he has a child that's not in his custody anymore. You really can't. You can't seriously think the man is not hurting. Well, right I, I suppose, but uh, you know, See, it probably isn't easy for her either. You no, know? and I, but but that's my point. Is Divor- that it divorce makes... and breakup is just it's just a pile of hurt, no matter who you exactly. are. Exactly. Uh, I, uh, I, I feel for people who go through that. I do. Right. I've been lucky enough not to have that happen so far. I still worry about it. You know, I've been married more than 30 years. Any moment that uh, that woman you can come serious. walking in the door and say, You are serious. Get out of here, you. <laughs> Get out no, of here. No, you are serious. I don't think I'm really serious. All right, let, let's, uh, let's uh, change gears, as they say. Uh, this... We had an election a couple of weeks ago, and I just wanted to just do a brief aside. One of those people running for office, and I think he was running for secretary of state, or it could have been lieutenant governor. It doesn't really matter because even though it's been uh, a couple of weeks now, at the time we're recording this, we don't know who won the uh, primary election. All right. But this man that was running for office, and I, I think it was... Oh, I know what it was. It was um, uh, 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 superintendent of schools for the state. This is here in in Washington State. Yes. So Washington Washington State State superintendent of schools. I think that's right. And his name is Don Hansler. Public instruction. And I don't know Mr. Hansler well, but I've spoken to him a time or two by phone. But the reason Don Hansler would have been an interesting choice for, uh, for higher public office in this state is because Don Hansler is a musician. He's a vocalist, oh. Oh. specifically. Well, 
that's not so out of the ordinary. I mean, Bill Clinton played the saxophone. Yeah, but I want you to hear Don Hansler perform a song that he wrote. (laughs) Okay. Uh, We might not play all of it here, but uh, I want you to get a good enough taste of it. All right. Here is Don Hansler, and the song is called Seattle. Seattle. Seattle, the city by the sound. What do you think? I don't really know what to say. Seattle. That, there is, is he no. serious? I guess would be what I would ask. He is very serious. And, uh. The thought makes my heart. Everybody um, hears different voices in their heads and has different dreams, let's put it that way. Uh And and his, well, that was his. You know, Frank Sinatra, big, big fan of Frank Sinatra. Right. And maybe he's just carrying on for old blue eyes in his absence. I I don't know. Well, we wish him the best of luck. Yeah. Somebody sent me a chart that helps people find out what their blues name is. Have you oh, seen this before? Oh, my God. Well, it's like the what's your porn name and yeah. what's your, what is your porn name, by the way? Uh, I don't know. So how does it, how's the porn name thing okay, work? Okay, so you have to take the street that you were born on or raised on. Okay, so that would be Roanoke Avenue. Okay, just Roanoke. Roanoke. And then what was the name of your first pet that you can remember? Um, and that's your first name. So your first name. <laughs> so my porn name. My mom and dad had a had a dog. They called Tappy because their name was Pat. My mom was named Pat, and my dad was named Pat, as am I. So they thought Tappy would be a cute name because that's kind of Pat spelled backwards. Uh huh. So, so porn- my porn name is Tappy Roanoke. Oh, nice. Okay. Ciao, wow. No. <laughs> Now, what's yours? Um, what was your street? My street was Monticello. Now, what happens if it's like Third Street? That's not very well. It doesn't work. You have to Mont- go to a, you have to go to a street that actually has nearby. It. So Monticello, Monticello, that's good. Monticello. Monticello. Like where Jefferson. Uh, yeah, this lived. is a classy. Okay. This is a. I guess this is your porn slash stripper name. Yeah, so I'm yeah. a classy apparently. And then my first dog was named Rusty. Rusty Monticello. Yes. Oh man. <laughs> You know how you get a rusty Monticello. <laughs> yeah, be careful. Too much iron. That's how you get that. All right. So now this one is about how to get your wet name. What kind this of name? This is your blues name. Your blues name. And so uh, using your first initial to find your first name, your first name, as I know, Lisa. is L. And so that would be pretty. Pretty. Pretty would be. My first part of my blues name. Yes. Then your middle initial to find your middle name, and I know that's M. Uh-huh. So that would equal gumbo. Pretty gumbo. Pretty gumbo. And then finally your last initial to find your last name, uh, which is, of course is, is Foster, so Brown. Pretty gumbo brown. Pretty gumbo brown. Nice. And that's a kind of a good blue name right there. All right. All right, so what is yours? Okay, mine is, my first uh, initial is an M. So I'm jailhouse, I'm jailhouse back 
Hopkins. Jailhouse back Hopkins. Now, you have to explain to people who are going to be very confused. You just said that your first initial is M. Go mm. ahead. You have to explain it. Mildred. <laughs> I know that's embarrassing my, for my you. My parents wanted so to name me after my grandmother. Your middle name is actually Patrick. Your middle name is actually Patrick. Yes. Uh -huh. And you've already been called, always been called by your middle name. Yeah. You know, you know the president, Harry S. Truman? You know what no, the, I don't know him personally. You know what the S stood for? Nothing. Did it, it really? It's just an S, yeah. Huh. So that's what that's what I'm saying about the M in my name. But it's not it's true. It's just the letter. You're lying. M. You're lying. M is good enough. Sorry. Call me M Auntie M. M Patrick. Yeah, Cash. all right. Uh, no, it's, it's Morris. M-A-U-R-I-C-E. I know people say, oh, wait a minute, that, that's Maurice, isn't it? Some people call me Maurice. <laughs> well, this is the Irish M-A-U-R-I-C-E. So they would pronounce it Morris, like Morris. Um, people named Morris in Ireland would often be nicknamed Moss, M-O-S-S. Why? Because it's just a nickname. It's, it's a dim, oh, diminution of, of Maurice. Okay. Morris. Easy. Oh, right. who cares? Yeah, who cares? Yeah. Okay, so we've done Don Hansler. That's good. Um, um, let me ask you this. I noticed a big pile of cards sitting at your front door. Yes. With with addresses and stamps on them. It's a stack about, I don't know, look like there are about six or seven or eight of them there. Yeah. And I wasn't trying to be nosy, but they were kind of gaily decorated Cards that looked like greeting cards of some kind yes. or something. And I was trying to think, are we near any holidays? Is she going to celebrate Labor Day? Is she getting her Labor Day cards out early? What is it exactly? Well, those, um, and there is a card in there for you, but I decided to pull it out. And I realized that, um, do you still have it? Yeah, it's right here. Because I might as well I haven't opened it, it yet. And you, then you said, oh, I know what this is. And I said, no, you don't know what it is. Do you well, want to open it? I thought I knew what it was because I know that you're... Going to have. I'm going to have a little a, a event, little, little dinner party, a little dinner party. But thought, well, you don't need to send us a card. No, I wasn't going to send you an invitation because we knew about it. Uh, and and so here it is. I have it in front of me, but you've got it stamped. I don't want to waste your stamp. Do you want me just to mail it to you then? Let's put the post office to work. All right. Yeah. Okay. So what right. it is really is just a thank you card, because you had um, celebrated my birthday. Really. Um, a few weeks back and. I wanted to say thank you for the nice gift. Well, you gave me a nice gift. I already knew that you said thank you in person. But, I, but your point is? I I wanted to send you a card to say thank you. And and I just wonder, I had a conversation with my... So all those cards are for people who had done something for my birthday, which I thought was very kind of them. And I was trained as a child that you had to... My mother was very strict about this. Yeah. And yeah. I used to, I used to love and dread, love and dread Christmas and birthdays. Because the more gifts you got, the more cards you were going to have. Oh, to and she would be on me, and she didn't let me wait. She would I, that week they had to be out. They had every single one had to be written, and I hated writing them. Hated writing them. Did you put them out as like a form card? No, you, back thank in, you for the fill in the blank. No. That would have been handy, but no, I had to write a thank you letter. So it wasn't really even a card, so I didn't even get the 
opportunity to just have the card say thank you and then me write love Lisa. Yeah. I had to write a letter, Ugh. a thank you letter. You know what? That's really So what about you? Did you have to do any of yes. that? Yes. Yes. And um... not that I hated this, I want you to know. I just got so used to it. and I think it was good that she she forced me to do it because it reminded me that people really should be acknowledged for I mean that was very kind of you and Patty to you get me those crappy balloons from the dollar store. Thank you. I'm glad and, you like those crappy and balloons. You gave me some beautiful, a beautiful, some cupcakes that were absolutely delicious. And well, here's the thing about that me. thank you thank thing. You. And, I, and I, 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 I am fairly, um, uh, fairly uh, focused on doing that as much as well. I, I try to do that all the time because if somebody. It, you're, takes you to lunch or they, they do give you a ride to the airport or whatever. That's a cool thing to do. But I think it's a lost um, kindness. It's a, it's a bit of a, of a dwindling bit of etiquette because uh, everybody takes the shortcut now. I'll just send them an email. Well, that's my question. I'll just, I'll just uh, send them a text. Do you think that calling them and thanking them... Better. Texting or emailing... I just... Calling I, is, is better than Twittering or... Uh, tweeting or or texting Facebook and all of that stuff. I think calling is very personal, and and uh, and then I I don't mean this in a, in a, as negative a way as it may be uh, taken by some people. But those e card things where you yeah. you sign up and there's a little funny animation or something like that that you get in an email. That's fine, but that isn't really there aren't unless you have added the personal thoughts of your own. That that to me is kind of a shortcut. Okay. To, a, to a genuine thank you. Now, I am a bit of a cartoonist, so well, I know. from time to time I will, cre <laughs> I will make cards for people. But I know not everybody can do that, and I don't think mine are all that great. Well, well, what I love is that you will take a very serious card, and then you actually craft it into something that it was never meant to be with your own cartoons on it. Well, I'll do that, too. I always, I always appreciated that from you. But, because that shows some thought and effort. and Yeah, it just to me it's an effort. It's not like, well, i got to get this over with. I'll mm -hmm. just send them this e-card mm -hmm. or I'll send them a text. It will take me two seconds. Uh, or nothing. A lot of people these days don't say thank you for anything. Well, that's the even bigger point. You're right about that. But look at this. I'm even looking at the front of this letter, and there's your personal handwriting. Yes. You didn't type it out. You didn't dictate it to anybody. It's your own words and, yeah. and thoughts and... And yeah, it took me it something. took me a half a day to sit down and pick out the cards and write write these, but I loved it. I did. I sat down and I wanted to just make sure that those people that you could have easily just not done anything. Yeah, and believe me, I that was it was a tug of war between my wife and I. I said, <laughs> "No, let's don't do anything." It's too much of an asshole. Cuz if we do something, she's going to expect it. <laughs> For her next birthday or for Christmas and all those other things. And then, you know, then we'll, if she does something for us, then I have to write a stupid thank you card. So let's just don't do it. So well, then that's another good point. Since I've gone to the effort of thanking you so nicely, do you think you're more apt to do this for me again next year? Yeah, I'd say so. You know what I do? This is, and I've actually been called on this by people. Uh, I will get. A thank you card from someone, and then I'll turn around and write them a card oh, back. Christ. And they say, "No, you don't what write are you a card doing back." That for? Well, I just, I just think Why well, I want to say that? thank you to you too. Thank you for taking the time to write me a thank you don't card. Say, I do that. Okay, but don't. 
Do not, when you get this thank you card Is it, for It's me, not insulting. It can't possibly be insulting to someone. No, it wouldn't, because then now am I supposed to thank you for thanking me for Let's the thank you card? Let's keep it going, card? baby. Oh, Let's keep it going. I do that, though. Isn't that weird? It is weird. And it never occurred to me that it was weird until somebody finally said, you're the only person I know that would write a thank you right. card back to a thank you card. That, that's ridiculous. Is it because you're, tu- you're that you're touched that much? Yeah. Or is it because you feel... I want to reciprocate oh. the uh, effort. Well, that's really nice. But you're you right. You don't have to write me a card. You can just buy me a cookie or something. All right. You don't have to write a card. All right. Fair enough. All right. Fair enough. Well, gosh, we're almost coming into the home stretch here. In about two weeks or so, we're going to have... I'm going to be part of a... What to call it? I think the best word would be celebration of the life of the remarkable J.P. Patches, Mm. real name Chris Wiedis. Even if you never watched the show, I'm betting that if you live around here, you have uh, heard of J.P. Patches. He was just that much of an iconic part of this area and uh, kind of an ambulatory space needle in a way. He was just everywhere. Mm -hmm. So he passed away. Um, it was July 22nd. Thank you. I yeah. couldn't remember the exact date. Uh, Didn't want to remember it that I much. Uh, but so we thought, well, let's, let's let a little time go by. And <clears throat> this is always a good idea. Let time go by so that people can, you can pull the people together that, that will want to be a part of this celebration. And they can really think about what they want to say or what they don't want to say. Uh, we can, you can put a nice bang up video together. Uh, and you can invite people who, because it's far enough out that they might have a hole in their calendar that they can plan for coming that day. Right. And it's uh, September 8th. September 8th. It's a Saturday. At Macaw Hall. At Macaw Hall. That's and it's on- free. And that's what really yeah. is amazing is that yeah. it's free. Well, we're saying it's free. We're going to fleece people when they get there. <laughs> Uh, you know what we might do, though? I, I believe we're going to say, if you want to give $5 donation, you don't, you're not obligated to, but if you want to or can, uh, we're going to give all that money to Seattle Children's, which was Chris Wiedis's J.P. Patch's His favorite charity. Favorite charity, because uh, he loved visiting kids there at the hospital. But you don't, if you don't have 5 bucks, that's okay. Come anyway. Uh, yeah. The place can seat... Some 2,000 people, uh, maybe 3,000 almost. 3,000, yeah. so, I you bet know, you it's going to be packed. I hope that that's big enough. Oh, I, that's I, how I, beloved be, this guy is. It's going to be packed. And, uh, and we're going to have uh, Chris's wife will be there, Joni, just a wonderful lady. And uh, there'll be some surprise guests. We have heard that uh, Stan Borson is has confirmed that he will be a part that of this. That is amazing. That is You know, Stan amazing. is 87 years old I now, know. He's, and he he's, is going to come, and he's going to say a few words, but he says, you know what? I don't play the accordion anymore. Oh, he doesn't. This is like a 50-pound instrument. Uh, an 87-year-old guy doesn't want to schlep that around anymore. Right. So, so he's just going to come and, and be a part of it and say some words, and there will be other people there that might be eminent, eminent people but don't really plan to say anything. Uh, and... I don't want to give everything away, but uh, there's a well-known musician from this area that was a Patches pal that has writ- is going to write a special song that he's going to perform. That's very uh, cool. And he's so good. This, is, this I know the song will be fabulous because he's so good. You've also overlooked the fact that, and didn't mention, not that you overlooked it, but that you are actually 
hosting this, and and I, yeah. I can't think of anybody more fitting to do this. Oh, I can. Um, you can. Yeah, really. But, but he's unavailable. Chris Wheatus himself yeah. would be the best. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what a neat honor. I I I don't know why uh, I got to be so chummy with him or him with me, but. Um, for whatever reason, I just think I'm really a lucky guy to get to, to have gotten to know him that well, and uh, yeah. and he's he's just just a guy to sit and have lunch with. You would didn't want the day to end because mm-hmm. one great story after another would go on and on and on. And he didn't just hold court and tell his own stories. He wanted to hear yours, and was a great laugher. That's really important. Yeah, he is a mar- marvelous presence and. And the vacuum he leaves is pretty huge. So this will be a fun day. Not a mopey, funereal sort of thing, but a celebration of a guy that made us happy. So he wouldn't want everybody to be sad. Yeah, and we'll, we'll post details and links, too, for, uh, for folks on our Facebook page and our website if you want to come down, uh, make, a, make a date. I think it's 11 a.m. Yep, on 11 September, yep. September 8th. And it's not going to be uh, something that sprawls a, across the day. We're gonna, it's going to be about an hour long. Oh, we're, is that it? Yeah, we're going to keep I'm it short surprised. and okay. tight and well thought out and well coordinated. It's nice. not going to be, you know, we, we don't want people kind of, well, I don't really know what to say. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. been to those yeah. kind of things? Yeah. If there's anybody, yeah. first of all, it's horrible when they they go, and this would never happen with Wheatus, of no, course, but no, I know. where you go to those funerals and yes. they say, is there anybody here oh. who has any stories to tell about Bob? Uh, we'd love it. Anybody at all? Anybody? It's okay, so I guess there's nobody. Oh, wait, wait, here's a guy. Yes. Did you have a story to tell about him? Yes, I, um, I, oh, did you say Bob? Yes, Bob. Oh, I thought this was Dave's funeral. Sorry. Oh, it just is very uncomfortable. I know. It puts I, people on the spot. I did go to a funeral where there actually were quite a few people who, but that's a very difficult thing to do. And, uh. If you're afraid of public speaking and yeah. getting up in front of people can be really tough. Yeah, yeah. And for some reason, I, fo- I fold in those situations. I have so many stories I want to say, but I just never get up because I feel weird about it. I yeah. feel this isn't about me or yeah. my story. It's about the person. But how many times have you gone to these things and they'll go, Yes, uh, my name is uh, Marvin, and I've got a funny story to tell about Don. <laughs> One time we were out on the golf course. And uh, and Don hit the ball out in, into the woods. <laughs> and he goes out there in the woods looking for his ball, and uh, he he, ne- he does he never finds it. <laughs> That's just one story I wanted to share. <laughs> you know, I think, come on, really. And then and then I'm always wondering. Do you ever wonder if you're supposed to clap after? Yeah. Or sometimes do you, you do just, hear applause. Do you just sit there? It's very odd because they go. Okay, thanks. That's all. And then they sit down. Maybe and there's a little smattering. Or there's just nothing. It's yeah. very odd. Yeah, it's I, very odd. So I think when you're going to have people speak or share stories, uh, you know, arrange it beforehand, or even exactly t- just say, you know, we're going to have this event in a couple of days. You might want to think about stories to tell yeah, and think. I think, but you're you right. can't put people on the spot. No, Ugh, no, no, no. no, no. It just so, never ends well. So this uh, this celebration of uh, uh, JP's. Wonderful life will be, uh, will be, it will not be ad libbed. Let's put it that way. Yeah. We want we want it to be well thought out, and it will be. And we'd love to have folks there. Want to ask you one more thing, and it has nothing to do with that. 
Did you ever go, I was talking to my wife about this, and she said that when she was a kid, a young girl, she went to something called charm school. And I said, charm school? And she said, yes. I said, what did they do at charm school? Oh, yeah. I was kind of begging the question because I knew the answer. Right. They they didn't send boys to charm school. Boys can be cretins. That's fine. But <laughs> girls were expected to learn yeah. the things charm that... School or charm school Finishing school yeah, was another finishing name, school. was another name for it. You were supposed to go and you were going to learn things that were going to make you... Proper. Proper and how to please a man uh-huh. and how to be subservient and <laughs> the perfect little hostess. And, and pretty. Yeah, and pretty mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, what with that? I didn't go to charm school, well, can you tell? <laughs> I kind of got that. <clears throat> I kind of got the idea. No, I just... But I do they still have that? I want oh, an antiquated goofy... I, I doubt it. It couldn't, could they? I, I, I wonder if they have it more in the upper echelons of society where, you know, you still have debutante balls... And cotillions. And, and, and those the, types of yeah. things. Um, I'm sure that finishing school is... Or, or it's probably more, uh, more formal education where... Uh, people send their children off to these types of schools yeah. to learn etiquette and that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, I guess it would be more of the uh, upper crust. That exactly. Would send their kids to. So, so yeah, finishing school, it's charm school. Yeah. Yes. It was specifically and you called learned, charm you school. You learned how to walk. And remember, you just, the, put with the, the book, book on, on the head. top of your head. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've and, seen that. Yeah. So you had to have good posture. You had to, they taught you how uh, etiquette of dining, where the proper forks went, no mm-hmm. elbows on the. You know how I remember I the forks never, thing? I would have never gotten through that school. You know how I remember the forks thing? I, I probably told you this before. No. I noticed that if you face this, the map of Washington State, Forks, the town of Forks, is on the left. Oh, my God. That, that works for me. That's a device okay. that I can think of. Okay. Yeah, that's if you have one fork. Yeah. What if you have four forks? Do they you know there's all, more than... All four forks go on that side. Yeah, but they have an order. Do you know how that goes? Uh, size? Not necessarily. Well, I know one fork is for soup, but I don't know what the other <laughs> what you, the other ones are for. You need to go to charm school. I guess I do. And one and, and speaking of charm school, do they still have home economics in school? At high school? I don't know um, because because that was something that uh, strictly when I was in high school yeah. was strictly for girls. Well, I know guys that, never signed up to a, learn how to cook. That was a million years ago. Yeah, it was. it was. Now, when I was in high school, they had just started allowing girls into woodshop, which I decided oh, to take woodshop because yeah. I was fascinated with that, and I still love building and I I love tools and all of that. So I was thrilled that I was allowed to take it. But I also but that was a an elective. Uh huh. Home economics was still a um, requirement required course for for girls. Yeah, people with uteruses had to go through home ec. Yeah, I just think I just think it's weird, and I I'm, and sewing, and you had to learn oh, sewing, yeah, and yeah, cooking, yeah. and and all that, that yeah. stuff. So, yeah. but uh, I don't know. I doubt. And then I doubt the guys it. were out fixing cars and. and Doing stuff like that. I think what they have Learning now... Learning how to make porn films. I think what they have now is... Um, I think you have to go through these classes, regardless of your gender, uh, to understand finance and parenting and, and all those types of things. Cooking and... Um, I, I think that's that's a requirement. All right. Do, so, you, you, do you don't yearn for those days, do you, again, to come do back? Do you, do you want the days of charm school and... 
home economics. I've run into a lot of uncharming people. So oh, yeah. You're I, kind of a magnet for those kind I of people, think, aren't you? I seriously think, and I mean, if you're being serious. I am. I think people are rude, and I think they're self-centered, and I think they don't write thank you cards anymore. Not all people. Just most people. Pretty much all of them, <laughs> including you. Everything is beautiful in its own way. Like a starry summer night or a snow-covered winter's day. Listening to Peculiar Podcast. Join Pat and Lisa online at Peculiar Podcast's Facebook fan page, on Twitter at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace, or pursue your present course and face obliteration.